0: hi there and welcome to the skylight books author reading series if you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events please visit skylightbooks.com where you can browse our inventory buy books and join our friends with benefits club you can also follow us on twitter tumblr and facebook to speak to a real live bookseller please call three two three six six zero one one seven five thanks for your support and enjoy. And so, let's give him a super warm welcome, Bj Novak. Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. And um, I want to first invite any kids who are here who aren't already in front to come up and get a front row seat if you would like one. Um, and if we already have all the kids here, yeah, come on up. Um, and thank you for coming. So. And this is adjustable, right? Here, have a seat right in front. And I want to know, this leads right into um, the interactive portion of the introduction, which is I would love to know the ages of the kids who are sitting up front. How old are you, sir? Seven. Seven. Great age for this book. How old are you? Say that one more time. Two and a half. Two and a half. Great age for this book. Right at the low end. What about you? Uh, How old are you? Six. Six. Great age for this book. I'm glad. How old are you? Eight. Great age for this book. How about you? Five. Great age for this book. Thank you for coming. Eight. Eight. Excellent. Thank you again for coming. And you, I know, are only about two, right? Okay. So that's cool. So I'm going to read this book, and then I'm going to answer any questions that anyone has. Um, And I'm going to answer questions first from kids, and then I'm going to sign the book, also first to kids. Kids get to go to the front, because this book is especially for kids. So... I have, can someone hand me, can you please hand me this book for one second to borrow it? So this is the book, the book with no pictures, and this is what the real book looks like, and then I also told the publisher, that's the company that makes the books, like they have the factory that makes the books, I asked them to make a huge copy so that everyone could see when I read out loud. So this is the one I'll be reading from, but it's exactly the same. Thank you very much. So this is the book with no pictures, and the first thing I should show you is the warning on the back of the book. The back of the book is a warning for grown-ups. It says, warning, this book looks serious, but it is actually completely ridiculous. If a kid is trying to make you read this book, the kid is playing a trick on you. You will end up saying silly things and making everybody laugh and laugh. Don't say I didn't warn you. So, but if you hand this book to a grown-up, you don't have to show them this. You can just go like that. (laughs) Most, most people don't turn it over, but I thought it was only fair to let them know what kind of book this was going to be, because it looks so plain. So here it is. This is what happens. Are there any kids there that want to come up, or are they are happy here? Okay. Um, this is what happens when a grown-up reads The Book with No Pictures. The Book with No Pictures by B.J. Novak. That's me. This is a book with no pictures. It might seem like no fun to have someone read you a book with no pictures. It probably seems boring and serious. Except, here is how books work. Everything the words say the person reading the book has to say, no matter what. (laughs) That's the deal, that's the rule. So that means, even if the words say, blork. (laughs) Wait, what? That doesn't even mean anything. Blurf, wait a second, what? this isn't the kind of book I wanted to read and I have to say every word the book says yes. uh oh. <laughs> I am a monkey who taught myself to read, hey I'm not a monkey <laughs> and now I am reading you this book with my monkey mouth in my monkey voice, that's not true I'm not a monkey you are a monkey Let's see what the rest of the book says. Yes, I am a monkey. Also, I am a robot monkey. What? Robot monkey? (laughs) And my head is made of blueberry pizza. Wait a second. Is this whole book a trick? No. Can I stop reading, please? No. More
1: pages. Oh, more pages.
0: <laughs> and now it's time for me to sing you my favorite song, a song. Awesome. Do I really have to sing a glug glug glug? My face is a bug. I eat ants for breakfast right off the rug. What? <laughs> this book is ridiculous. Can I stop reading yet? No? There are more pages? Yes. I have to read the rest? Yes. (sighs) Yes. My only friend in the whole wide world is a hippo named Boo Boo Butt. Boo Boo Butt. That's a bad word, by (laughs) the way. Thank you for the editorial help. (laughs) And also, the kids I'm reading this book to are the best kids ever in the history of the entire world. Oh, really? And these kids are the smartest kids, too, because these kids chose this book, even though it had no pictures, because kids know this is the book that makes grown-ups have to say silly things. (laughs) You are. (laughs) And make silly sounds like... Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Here it comes. Kaluga walko m'krumfadoo. Ayee, ayee, ayee. Brook, brook, brook. Oomph, eeemph. Blaggity, blaggity, glibbity, globbity, globbity, glibbity. Beep, boop. Eeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee. Padoongy face. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Please don't ever make me read this book again. It is so silly. In fact, it is completely and utterly preposterous. You're a robot monkey. I'm not a robot monkey. No. Elephant. Next time, please, 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 please choose a book with pictures. Please. Because this is just too. Ridiculous to read. And bonk. The end. Bonk. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Thank you very much. Thank you. So I would love to answer any questions, especially from any kids. Does any kid have a question? Come up to the microphone so everyone can hear your question. And what's your name? Uh, JJ. JJ, I like that. And what is your question? I didn't like the small words. You didn't like the small words? What words did you like? Big. Big, all right, a personal preference. Let's have a round of applause for a great comment. Now the small words are sort of guides for the the grown-up reading it, so they can say like what you know. They can do the funny little things. Yeah, maybe your brother could read that part. Oh, cool. Does anyone else have a question? Any kid have a question? Yes, come on up. What's your name? Lila. Lila, what's your question? What's your favorite book? What's my favorite book? Well, I had a favorite book I was, when I was a kid about your age that is still one of my favorite books called Where the Sidewalk Ends by a guy named Shel Silverstein. Have you ever heard of that book or anyone like that? Well, he writes poems that are pretty funny and pretty interesting and they have all different lengths and all different topics and you can just kind of flip through. So that's one of my favorite books. What about you? Do you have a favorite book? Um, the Big Bad Wolf. The Big Bad Wolf. That's a very exciting-sounding book. Is that an exciting book? Yeah, there's all types of books. I always liked funny books when I was a kid, but a lot of my friends like scary books or like emotional books or yeah. mysterious books. Yes, yeah, sir, do you have a question? I like, the ABC. I like the ABCs. You like the ABCs. Well, I do too. That's why I wrote a book that only had things built out of the ABCs. In different combinations. Does any other kid have a question? Come on up. What's your name? Chloe. Chloe. And what's your question? How are we going to trick our parents into reading this book when it has the warning sign on it? Great question. Great question. Well, a lot of people don't read all the instructions when they get something. They kind of skip by it they just think, oh, a book, I know how to read a book, and they just start reading it. So there's that idea. But also, I think, like, sometimes it was kind of so parents could, it's kind of, like, also, like, what's called an ironic way, like a joking way to kind of, like, let parents know, don't worry, it's a funny book, it's not serious. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a warning, but it's also kind of just a way to put that out there. Thank you for a great question. Yes, sir? This is- I know, hello BJ, how are you? Another guy with the same name. Um, Yes, do you have a question? Come on up. And what is your name? Olivia. Olivia, what is your question? Um, I like that um, um, the word at uh, the end and it said, bonk. (laughs) Thank you very much. I love a nice compliment. Um, Yeah, bonk was a surprise because it, it said the end so you think it's over but then bonk so thank you very much I liked it too does any other kid have a question or a second question before we go to grown-ups yes come on up JJ well do everyone like numbers some kids no all kids that is a great point does everyone like numbers well numbers are sort of like letters brother or sister So maybe someday I'll do the book with numbers instead of the book with words. Does anyone... Come on up. Do you have something? Okay, you're just volunteering for a second. Okay, um, thank you so much to the kids. Let's have a round of applause for being a great audience with great questions. And do any grown-ups have any questions about the book with no pictures or anything related? Yes? Where did the idea for the book come from? Where did the idea for the book come from? I was reading um, books to my best friend's... uh, son who was two and every time he handed me a book um, it it sort of built up until I realized there was something very funny that I felt no one had exploited about the meta-dynamic of a two-year-old or a three-year-old or four-year-old handing you a book You think that you're in charge because you're the adult and you're the one that can read, but they're in charge. And as someone who's worked as an actor, it was funny to me that I'm suddenly just an actor for hire, and here's a little two-year-old Harvey Weinstein (laughs) handing me my lines and saying, "Um, here you go, stick to the script. I may ask you to do it a second time. Um, And I realized, well, that's very funny that I I am actually um, subservient to this kid, and I think the kid would find it very funny that he had all this power and that he and the words together can make anything happen so I thought first you know well what's his dream that the book would make me say so I wrote down a lot of things um, you know a lot of things that are in the book and I didn't have the title yet but when I started thinking of art I realized well I don't really need any art for this and then I thought well maybe that will be sort of the subtle point of the book that look at all this power that words can give you so the original idea came from that two-year-old handing me that book and me thinking like, there's something interesting here. Thank you. Um, Does any other grown-up have a question? Yes, sir. What was the book that the two-year-old handed you? What was was the book that the two-year-old handed me? I don't know, but this kid is so obsessed with trains that, um, right? (laughs) What's the deal with boys? Boys and their trains was so obsessed with trains that his um, parents got him a subscription to Train Magazine, which is an industry trade publication <laughs> meant for like engineers at Amtrak. And so often I would just have to read him. <laughs> like the Starlight Express uh, had some necessary repairs and it's $14 million over budget. He was like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> Does anyone else have a question? Um, yes. Um, The challenges of writing for kids, I would say it's sort of, um, well, I'm always struck by what's in common with every different thing I've done, more than the differences. I'll start with what's in common. It's about focusing completely on an audience and being humble enough to change everything if it's not having the effect that you wanted it to have. So I did a lot of testing on kids, I did a lot of watching parents read to their kids what I had drafted up to see if they kind of got the rhythm right, if it worked for everyone. I did a lot of editing so that page breaks would be on pages where comedic pause is effective, little text is sort of, you, you shouldn't have to think about being soft, it should just naturally come to you. So, a lot of design cues, especially, came from watching other parents read it. Um, I would say what's different I found in writing, um, and when I looked at other children's books for guidance that I had liked as a kid, one interesting thing that's different is that in comedy, especially for adults, there is the setup. In general, is established. We've all lived in the world, so when a comedian or a cartoon or a television show, whatever it is, presents the joke, we all know what it's like already to work in an office, for example. So these things that happen are the punchline to a, a collectively held setup. Um, with a kid, kids often don't. They had, if they're two, three, four, five, six, they don't even know the setup yet. They're still learning about the world. So to be funny, this is something I noticed in Amelia Bedelia, for example, um, or Dr. Seuss, you need to say what is normal. You need to really provide a very basic setup, or if the kid's a little older, remind them of something like how a book works, how language works. Um, you don't want to seem didactic, but you need to to make sure that the setup isn't lost on them. So I guess compressing setup and punchline and things that you wouldn't even think um, is something that I noticed being different for kids thank you <laughs> I know, that's a long answer I can do one or two more and then we'll get to signing if anyone has anything yes um, in terms of like, the design yes, sir, yeah. I don't, don't have any pictures how did you determine like which words would be, what size and like, the colors um, it was actually an incredibly long design process the actual words of the book didn't take that Long. Most of them came out the first day and then I you know, refined them over time. But the design took months and a lot of angst and two separate designers to look this simple. Um, I thought, oh this is going to be easy because with one more thing before I ended up on that blank cover the title and the cover spent I spent months on them. Uh, And so with this I was like, oh great, the book with no pictures, perfect. (laughs) With no angst, but it was the opposite. Um, Because when there's no pictures, you want a kid to be enthralled by the magic of the letters on the page, and you want them to stare at it, and and yet you also want to be true to the subject. So what do you do? I first chose typewriter font just to put it down because I wanted something with serifs and things for a kid to look at. My designer very smartly introduced me to Sentinel, which is the font we used, which is sort of a cleaner, more modern version of the same idea. Then I wanted a sans serif that was smaller, um, that would complement it well for parental instructions without you having to think about it, but it would always be different. Then um, I wanted color. At first I wanted just black and white, but then I was like, let's not be too hard on these kids, there's already no pictures. So then I wanted primary colors. Um, I thought that was a good gender-neutral way to approach it. And also, Blork, the first crazy word, is also the first left-hand page. Because with the kids' book especially, the number of pages is set. Are you a 48-page book? Are you a 32-page book? So this is a 48-page book. So some pages had to be double-spread, some pages had to be singular. So Blork is the first word to jump to the left hand spread. So that was kind of cool, like it's interrupting you a little early. Um, I wanted to stick to primary colors, the big spread in the middle with all the different crazy sounds. I wanted a kid to sort of laugh with excitement just at the letters themselves. Um, So, Those were some of the thoughts that went into it. Um, Looking back, it feels really fun because I love obsessing over fonts and design. But at the time, I thought like, why is something so simple so difficult? I love, I will say I love the cover because I read this book to a two and a half year old who I thought was too young for it just because his mom wanted me to see the read the book. So I read the book and then the kid said again. And I thought, well, that's great, but kids always say again. So then I read the book I really wanted to read him that I bought that I thought would be more appropriate for him. I read him that book. He liked it, but then he pointed to the first cover and he said again. And this cover at that point was just something I printed out in black and white. It just said the book with no pictures. And I was so moved as someone who grew up loving books and text and words that a two and a half year old would point to just black words on a white page and say again when they had just read this book they had so such a more dramatic cover and everything um it was very moving to me and it made me think I'm definitely keeping this black and white cover because I want this to be an advertisement for all words all books with words all text I want them to associate that with a lot of fun um to be fair the second book I tried to read him was Zealot the Secret Life of Jesus of Nazareth And he has some issues with the scholarship, which I thought were <laughs> legitimate, but um, <laughs> the rest of that story is true. That is why I did it. I can have one more if you if you want, but we can also just jump ahead to the signing line because I know that there's a lot of people and kids will want to go first. Um, yes, last question. Uh, which audience do you feel more pressure from during your reading, adults or? Which audience do I feel more pressure from, adults or kids? Um, Oh man, I feel maximum pressure for every audience. Uh, I will say I've been going to schools a lot, um, both underprivileged schools uh, and um, overprivileged schools, for lack of a better word. Right? And. Um, all kids, there's sort of a rule when I start doing stand-up comedy, you know, funny is funny, all audiences are the same. Um, It's more or less true. It's way more true than people think. But it's really true with kids. A five-year-old in Newton, Massachusetts, or Harlem, or Austin, Texas, they're all exactly the same, and they all respond to the same thing. And being in front of those rows of kids, it's like being, it's like killing at a comedy club. And they've never seen anything like, they're like elbowing each other, like, did you hear that? What's going on? Did you catch that? Um, and it's really, really fun. And I've never, like, killed before like I have to a group of, like, K through two. So I would say that I've, I've come to like that more. Um, but it, it, the first time it was very... It's actually the video that is going around on YouTube is the first school I ever read it to. And I was very... I had camera crew hoping it would go well, but I had no idea how it would go. Um, so there you go. Thank you guys so much. Can we have a round of applause again for the kids? It's secretly for me. Um, and where will I be signing okay so come on up and explain and thank you for supporting a great great independent bookstore that I love and is the only independent bookstore in Los Angeles part owned by Tony Danza you've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series don't forget you can listen to this and all our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.